Hey everyone, welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guests are Dana Stiles and Shayna Cornelius, who are the hosts behind the Day Luna Human Design Podcast. Hi, ladies. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited. Like I just mentioned, we've had only one person on about human design years ago, and I feel like I don't remember anything about human design. Like I can... (sighs) you know, understand kind of basics of like what, um, different modalities, like it brings together. But at the end of the day, I just feel like I haven't spent any time really going down the rabbit hole. And all I know is that like, I'm a projector, but I don't really know what the details are behind like my specifics. Like, yeah. So I just feel like this is going to be really fun because I think a lot of people are really interested in human design and have heard about it probably by now, especially if they're listeners on our platform. But I just think that we just really need a little 101 beginner's guide and maybe a little deep dive into like, you know, how you guys got into it and just kind of, I think it can seem overwhelming. So I want to kind of bring that to a place where people can feel really confident that they, this is just another thing that they can look into to find out more about themselves. Yeah, definitely. Human design is seriously so life-changing and the way that we really like to teach it is in a really practical and simplified way because we know it's really overwhelming. But basically the way that human design came into our lives was really in our own spiritual journeys and we really started using it in our personal lives and experienced such great transformation that we wanted to then share it with other people. So Shana and I have been best friends since college. So over almost 15 years now. We've been best friends. Bless you. And um, in our college days, you know, we really bonded. We always felt really the same. We always felt like we saw the world in the same way. And once we graduated college, we went out into the world and got regular jobs in the corporate world. And, you know, when we turned 27, we both had this experience at the same time of just feeling so burnt out and overwhelmed and feeling like I did everything I was supposed to do. I graduated college. I got this job. I've been working hard. Like, why do I feel like something is so off in my life? Like, why do I feel exhausted? And like, I'm trying so hard, but this is just not the real me, right? That feeling of something's missing. And when you're 27 to 30, approximately, every single person experiences this astrological transit called your Saturn return. So we both were going through that period, our Saturn return. And this is a time that everyone in this era kind of feels like anything that's not truly who they are, that's not truly in alignment for them comes to light and it crumbles. So for both of us, you know, we hit our Saturn return and it just became so clear that the things that we had been doing and the job we had been working and the way we had been using our energy was just so wrong for us. And we both wanted to discover our purpose and kind of go deeper and find that, that thing that was missing in our lives. So that brought us down a journey of just getting playful and curious and discovering breath work and meditation and yoga and astrology. And in that process, we discovered human design and we discovered that we were both the same type. We're both projectors and we're both two fours. So Nikki, you're also a projector. So I'm excited to talk about that because projectors out of the five human design types are more rare. And once we discovered that we were both projectors, 
everything in our entire life started making so much sense. It made so much sense of why we had always felt similar, why we always felt like we saw the world in the same way, and why we were just completely burnt out and drained and feeling really bitter about our career life and the way that we were using our energy. So the cool thing about human design is once you discover what your design is, it's not just for self-reflecting and self-awareness, even though those are major parts of human design, there's also this practical part that you can apply to your life, these strategies that it gives you so that you can really start kind of making change and shifting your energy and coming into personal alignment. So that's really what human design is for. It's helping you understand who you are and how your energy works and what your life purpose is and how you can actually start to operate your energy correctly so that you come into personal alignment with those things. And when Shane and I started experimenting with our strategy and authority, those are the two navigation tools that human design offers, literally everything in our entire life changed. Like so radically, we realized we needed to quit our jobs. Like we started getting all these invitations to do things that were more aligned with who we really were, with our purpose. And we got invited to go to work at a retreat in Costa Rica. And we were just, you know, devouring human design and like living and breathing and sleeping human design. And, you know, in this process, so many people were coming to us and inviting us, wanting to know about their human design, wanting to learn about it from us. We got invitations to create a podcast. You know, people were asking us, I want to learn more about this from you. We got invitations to start giving people readings. And even for our, our boxes, we have like a ritual kit, which was actually one of the first things we created in Day Lunas, helping people understand what their design is with this ritual kit box that has crystals and essential oils and a printed booklet that kind of spells everything out for you. We started getting all of these invitations to do this. And we're like, okay, let's just start a business doing this. And it's been the most fun and beautiful journey because we've been able to really build our business and build our career together in true personal alignment. Oh my gosh, all of that sounds so exciting. <laughs> and and yeah, like you said, it kind of all falls into place. And I feel like my career has somewhat been very similar in that sense. And you kept using the word invitation. And I, I do know that people say something about like projectors and like having this invitation. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. And like how it pertains to projectors, but also like what the different signs would, um, what their relationship would be with that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, waiting for the invitation, it's getting a little bit like deeper into how you're using your energy. So for each of the five energy types, they have a different strategy we call in human design of how you're designed to use your energy. So just to back up a little bit, um, for anyone who's like, I don't know what human design is. Human design combines ancient and modern sciences. It's a synthesis of the Chinese I Ching, Western astrology, the Hindu chakra system, and the Kabbalah tree of life. So it's integrating all of these different modalities into one system to really show you how your energy operates and how your energetic body is designed to interact with the world around you and with people around you to experience personal alignment, less resistance, um, more joy, expansion, abundance, etc. So it's kind of like saying, you know, if you think of your energetic body or your body like a car, it's telling you this is the type of vehicle you have and you've been putting gas in, but you need diesel or you're a hybrid. Um, and it's telling you exactly how to drive your car versus just kind of being on the road and either being on autopilot or driving blind and not even knowing where you're going, right? So it's this amazing blueprint and manual to operate your energy. So as a projector, 
when we get into your strategy. Wait, wait, let me interrupt you really quick before. So yeah. what, where does human design come from? Like you mentioned that it comes from, has all these different healing modalities like into one, but like who created it? Yeah. So human design was created by um, Ra Aruhu in 1987. And I know that name is like so extra, um, but I love it. Um, <laughs> and he basically went into an eight-day meditation in Ibiza and he connected with this consciousness, um, which he called the voice and basically downloaded this information and it's incredibly scientific and specific and mechanical. I almost want to use the word because it, you know, eight days he spent just downloading all of this information, right? So then it kind of comes from this very woo woo kind of place. But when you really experiment with the different practices and teachings, you kind of prove to yourself, like, holy shit, like this really works. This actually changed my life. I made a decision in a way that is energetic alignment for me, or at least human design is saying. And I've always felt that I wanted to make decisions this way or that I had these different qualities, but I didn't know if they were real or consistent or if I should be trying to be like my coworkers or my boss or like the conditioning that I have around me. So it's through experimenting with human design that it's like all the woo-woo side of it kind of fades away because it's not really the question that we don't encourage people to ask is like, is this real? Instead ask, is this meaningful? Like, did this actually help you? And um, go from there. So yeah, it was created by Ra Aruhu. A really long answer wow. to get there. <laughs> no, no, that's amazing. So yeah, you were going to go into the projector thing also because I'm selfish. I really want to <laughs> learn all of that. <laughs> And I just wanted to say too, for anyone listening, before we get into the types, um, if you want to look up your type so that you can kind of follow along and see, you can generate your chart online for free. You can go to our website if you want, daylunalife.com. And you, by just putting in your birthday and specific time details, make sure you have your correct time. You can generate your chart and it will show you a body graph with all these shapes and numbers. And that's going to look really confusing, but there's also going to be listed categories that says type, and then you'll either be a manifester, a generator a manifesting generator, a projector, a reflector. So human design is kind of like astrology in that you're putting in your birthday, that's generating a chart, and it's showing you the astrological energy from the time that you're born, but also human design uses the astrological energy from about 88 days before you're born to really generate this full picture of the cosmic energy that was imprinted into your being and kind of creates this unique design that you have. So go ahead and look that up and see what type you are, and then you can follow along and hear um, what your type is like. And we'll talk a bit about the strategies that you can start applying to really come into that personal alignment. So we'll actually talk about projectors first, since all of us three here are projectors, which I love. Um, projectors are more rare, right? They're less than 20% of the population are projectors. And projectors are people who are really designed to be guides. As a projector, you have this aura that goes deeply into the other and can see into other people in a really unique and different way 
way than other people can. So projectors have this natural kind of psychologist mind. They're really fascinated in people and they're always looking at people and really wanting to understand who the other is and wanting to guide that person to be the best version of themselves, the most authentic version of themselves and use their energy in the most efficient way. So projectors make amazing guides. They make amazing managers the same way that they're really able to see a person clearly. They also can see into systems and businesses in a really different way. And they're excellent at making tweaks and changes so that that business becomes more efficient. So as a projector, you do not produce a consistent amount of energy every single day the way a lot of other people on this planet do. So you only really are designed to work hard output for about two to four hours a day. And if you're working a traditional nine to five job where you're consistently working eight hours a day, five days a week for years, you can really convince yourself that you've got to keep going and you can push yourself, but that will eventually lead to severe burnout and sometimes even in severe dis-ease or unwellness. So we meet tons of projectors that the conditioning has, of our, our society has been telling them, you know, in order to be valuable, in order to be of service, you have to put your head down, you have to work hard. And if you're tired, you need to drink coffee and just keep going. And that is a recipe for disaster for projectors, right? It's really not sustainable. But when a projector really discovers what their unique thing is, their unique zone of genius, the unique way that they really want to guide people, they get to make this great shift where they're no longer thinking about trading their time and energy for money. And instead now a projector can really trade their insight for money, trade their in their wisdom, right? That's always going to be such a more aligned fit for projectors. And also working smarter, not harder. So projectors are great at efficiency. Allow yourself to be efficient if you're a projector. And you know what you can get done in just those four hours might be the exact same that other people can get done in those eight hours. So even if you are working that nine to five job as a projector, allow yourself to really put a timer on and only work on those things that feel like hard output for those two to four hours. And the rest of the time you can spend your time doing things that are fascinating, doing things that stimulate your mind and your sense of curiosity and really building yourself up as this guide that you're here to be. And so for projectors, you know, they have this, this aura that sees into the other and that penetrates the other and that is here to give the other advice. But in order for that advice to be received correctly, the other person has to invite that advice. So if a, project, if a projector is trying to give people advice in an unsolicited way, it's going to be really repelling. So this is where the strategy for projectors, waiting for the invitation comes in, right? You're here to guide people, you're great at seeing people, but if that other person's not open to and wanting your advice, it really feels like you're shoving food into a closed mouth, right? And you can't feed a closed mouth. So projectors are really designed to do their own thing, focus on what fascinates them, build themselves up as a guide, really focus on recognizing their own gifts and their own value and their insight, and then wait for people to come to them. And once someone comes and invites you, projectors can really find their flow as a guide. And, you know, also in your, in your personal life, you know, not telling your best friend, like, I think you should break up with your boyfriend until energetically you can feel that that person wants you to share that. So, as a projector, Nikki, does that waiting for the invitation feel like something that resonates with you and that you've experienced in life? Oh, totally. It's yeah. like 
everything. Yeah. I mean, it's even like having a podcast, like yeah. people want to listen, they're choosing to go in and listen to you. It's not like you're, you know, you're on the side of the road with a loudspeaker, but exactly. everything to like, even, um, you know, when we go to markets and share our products, like we don't just like go up to people, they come to our booth Amazing. or they come yeah, it feels so right. So then what is like, so, okay, there's the sign or the element or design, right? There's like projector, you said manifesting generator, generator and reflector. There's four or five, five, you said. Yeah, there's five. So projectors are the first type I wanted to talk about since we are all projectors, yeah. but the next type. So what's, well, sorry, one second. Yeah. So then what's like the specifics though? Like you said, you guys are both two fours, which yeah. is like, amazing that you guys are both like a rare projectors and two fours. That's crazy. Yeah. So when you look at your chart, it, it basically starts broad and then it gets more and more specific. So um, you, Nikki, you're a one four. And what we're talking about with these numbers is your profile, your personality archetype. So your energy type whether you're a generator, manifesting generator, manifester, projector, reflector, there's five energy types, right? Everyone is one of the five. And that's like the broader way that your energy, your aura operates around, around the world around you, right? Or in the world around you, I should say. So then when we get into your profile, this is talking about your personality. And there's two numbers because one is the side that you really see in yourself. And the other is the side that other people really see in you. And it's why we can often feel like, well, I'm an introverted extrovert, or I'm this and that, like, am I this or am I that? Do I have to choose? There's kind of this push and pull. And that's because we're designed to have a lot of balance and polarity within our being, right? Within our personality. So you being a one four and Dane and I being two fours, we both share the four side. And that's really being somebody who can connect with other people who has close, like a close knit group of friends. They're designed to really make people feel comfortable and safe and welcome and included. So they're gifted at connecting with other people. And a lot of times we think of, or we hear in human design, the foresight is really about networking or being a very social person. And this being on, you know, one, four, two, four on the right side of those numbers, other people really see us as being gifted at, at connecting with other people more than we might see in ourselves. And then for you, Nikki, having this one, it just tells us that you have this investigator side of your personality where you want to research things and you want to learn things and you want to, um, one of the best ways that you connect with people actually is through learning things from them. So I love that you have this podcast where you're able to really um, dive deep with people and learn new things every single day. That's really a dynamic and balanced way for you to have connection. Whereas for Dana and I, we have that too. And that's really where we like our alone time. We like to kind of have, it's called the hermit, having our space feel really safe and cozy and balancing our social time and our alone time. If we have too much alone time, we're going to feel off balance. If we have too much social time, we're going to feel off balance. It's kind of nurturing the medicine of the opposite. So that's just like scratching the surface with these profiles. And, you know, there's a lot of different profiles. So it gets you can see how it gets more and more specific. So when you're looking at your chart, you're going to see your type. You're going to see your strategy. This is how you operate and connect with the world around you. Then you're going to see your authority, which is how you make decisions. And then your profile, 
like I just talked about. And then it goes even deeper from there where it gets into your gifts and your life purpose and how empathetic you are and how how much you condition the world around you, what energies are really specific and consistent for you. So it's like we could talk about human design forever and ever, and we probably will um, because it just is <laughs> ne- never, never ending rabbit hole. Wow. Okay. I see. So it's like you have the different signs, but then like someone else could be a manifesting generator that's also maybe a one for exactly. like me. And those, um, those similarities are the same, right? Yes. Like if they're one for profile, then they're one pro for profile regardless of their. Exactly. Okay. So if somebody was a manifesting generator, um, and we'll get into some of the characteristics of, of that type, they would, and they were also one for, they would, you know, learn the most through connecting with people and researching and and making people feel safe, but also have many, many, many different things that they're working on and really kind of be bouncing from thing to thing. So I think it can be fun to get into all the different types so you can kind of see how, regardless of your profile, how your energy might be different. But of course, for you, Nikki, meeting another one four, you're going to feel this kind of subtle energy of like, we learn and connect and create in the same way. Interesting. Even though you have a lot more energy and you're like kind of bouncing around from thing to thing. And I'm more interested in like the fascination side and like what's really interesting. So there's differences, but you will feel, feel this feeling of like we create and connect and learn in the same way. Hi everyone. Welcome again to the fullest podcast. As you may or may not know, We've been sharing the benefits of Saffron with our community for a little while now, and I want to offer 15% off our entire product line to our podcast listeners with code THEFULLESTPODCAST at checkout online at thefullest.com. Growing up in a Persian family, I'd always felt the benefit of Saffron in my life, but it wasn't until I stumbled on the research that it made me realize what powerful medicine it is. Saffron has been proven over and over again in clinical double-blind placebo trials to be an effective form of treatment for depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Saffron has been used by many cultures for thousands of years for these purposes, and now the research is here to finally back it up, proving that plant medicines and ancient healing practices can actually be an effective alternative to pharmaceuticals. At the fullest, we believe that incorporating this ancient wisdom into our modern lives is the most powerful and accessible path to healing. We also believe that everyone's journey is unique, so our product line offers a variety of formulas to help you curate saffron into your personal wellness routine. Warm Feelings is our saffron latte powder and comes in individual sachets and in large sustainable glass jars. Featuring 150 milligrams of high-grade saffron in a creamy bed of coconut and cardamom, it's the perfect coffee alternative and feel-good start to your day. If you prefer to pop a pill, Kinder Thoughts is our 30-day supply of saffron capsules, and it's a super simple way to support your body and mood with the power of saffron. Not to mention, it's really amazing for headaches if you feel one coming on. Our saffron soaks are the latest addition to our product lineup, which include Exheal, our saffron salt bath blend, and Inheal, our probiotic-rich saffron milk bath blend. Soak in them to support your digestion, inflammation, and support your skin microbiome. 
Honestly, at the moment, I'm using each of these products on a daily basis depending on my needs. And help you begin your saffron journey, we're offering a discount of 15% off just for our podcast listeners with code THEFULLESTPODCAST at checkout. I hope you enjoy your new daily saffron ritual. What would you say is the biggest indicator of someone? Like, do you think the energy, which is the sign, is like the biggest thing to know or they're all kind of equal? Yeah. If you were only going to learn one thing about yourself from human design, we would definitely recommend that it is your type. So the one of the five types and understanding how your aura operates, because that's the most helpful takeaway for you to really start playing with and creating a lot of really positive change and alignment in your life. So with those five types, even though they are really general, right? Because that's such a broad category for every human on planet Earth to fit into five categories. Um, knowing that is definitely the biggest game changer because you can apply it to your life. Whereas a lot of the other things like your profile and your gates and your life purpose, these are all so fascinating to know, especially for projectors, but they're not as applicable to your life. So if you were only going to learn one thing, I, we would recommend starting actually with your type. So let's just kind of touch briefly on those. We've talked about projectors already. Next, I want to get into manifestors, which are another really rare type. Manifestors are less than 10% of the population. And manifestors are people who are here to initiate. They're here to start new things. We think of them as like a fire starter in this life. They're really here to be someone who is a catalyst for other people, to create new things, to innovate, and to also the words that they say kind of catalyze other people to start changing and growing. So for a manifestor, you have a powerful aura that is really felt when you walk into a room. It's this very impactful aura that you have. Whether you see that in yourself or not, on an energetic level, when a manifester walks into a room, everyone feels their presence. But your aura is also closed as a manifester, meaning that people can't really read you. They don't know how you're feeling or what to expect from you. So people can feel kind of afraid of your presence, honestly. Um, you're so powerful and you're a bit unpredictable. And that can kind of create a lot of opportunities in a manifester's life where people are trying to control them. And manifestors are not here to be controlled. They are here to be trailblazers. They're here to have freedom and independence. And so it's really important for them to apply their strategy, which is informing. So the second a manifestor starts informing people, this is how I feel. This is what I really want to do next. This is what I'm thinking. It eases that tension that's happening on an auric energetic level. And people are more likely to accept and embrace and even want to help that manifestor in the things that they're doing. So for manifestors, if you're listening, starting to inform people does not feel natural to you. It can definitely feel like an intentional practice that needs some effort. But once you start letting people in and keeping people in the loop, you'll notice less resistance in your life and more ease and people really wanting to help you with the things that you're wanting to create or do next. So that's manifestors. The next type I want to talk about is generators. Generators are the most common type. So almost 40% of the population are generators. And generators are people who are here to use their creative life force energy building and doing and creating the things that they love. So generators are people who generate this consistent life force energy. So unlike a projector, they do have the energy to do things and to get things done 
And it's so important that they're using that energy on things that they love. If a generator is doing a job that they don't love, they're going to drain this amazing life force energy they have, and they can really experience burnout as well. And that can be the biggest conditioning for generators is feeling like, you know, I can work, so I should work in this specific way, helping my family. I should sacrifice myself. I should put my head down and just do it. But really, when generators are doing what they love, that's when they're living their true purpose and generating this energy that spills out of them and feeds and inspires the people around them. So we absolutely adore being around generators because their aura feels so cozy and connective and welcoming and warm. Um, They really have the most beautiful energy that they share with other people when they're doing what they love. So in order to find what they love, that can be the hard part for a generator. It's like, okay, I want to do what I love, but what do I love? And the way that they find that is by using their strategy of responding. So it's really about them being present and not getting too ahead of themselves, not pushing too much or seeking, but trusting that they're a magnetic being. And the more present they are, the more they kind of attract or bump into things in their environment that their body gets excited about. We call this a sacral response. Their body is responding with their sacral chakra when they find something that they really love and that is aligned for them to use their energy on. So for generators, it's all about trusting your body, not your mind to tell you how you should be using your energy and what is really aligned for you. Because your mind can be telling you, you know, I have to do this job or I should do this job because I have these responsibilities, but your body's excitement is responding to something else. And in human design, we're always really wanting to learn to trust our body and let our body show us what is aligned for us um, and move away from this overanalyzing mental space of making your mind try to live your life. And that's really true for all of the types, but it's especially true for generators. It's the main way that they find what they love is by listening to their body. And that kind of leads us into the next type, manifesting generators. So these are a hybrid. Manifesting generators are a hybrid of these last two types, manifester and generator. These two types are kind of coming together. And in the end, they're still just like a generator where they're really here to use all of this energy that they have to do the things they love, to build the things they love, to create the things they love. It's so important for them to respond. That's their strategy as well, to really let their body's excitement show them what they're here to work on, what they're really here to use their energy on. And also they can inform along the way because they have this manifestor side where they're inspiring and impactful and a trailblazer and a breaking the mold kind of person, right? So manifesting generators have a ton of energy and they can really master things really quickly. So these are people that are like the jack of all trades. They thrive when they have variety and diversity. And if they were in a career that was super monotonous and boring, it would be so out of alignment for them. And it can really drain manifesting generators to have to do one thing over and over again. Instead, it's so much better for them to have freedom to explore and play and move on when they're bored and pivot and shift to new projects that's always going to be what um, is really beneficial for them. And of course, society can condition those people, manifesting generators, to believe that letting themselves bounce around and move from one thing to the next is flaky or that that's not going to lead to success. But the opposite is actually true for manifesting generators. And this is about 35% of the population. So a lot of people, you know, it's really beneficial for them to have this freedom in their career life. 
And we talked about projectors already, which all three of us are. And then the last type is reflectors, which are the rarest type. Only 1% of the population are reflectors. And reflectors are people who have a very, very open energy where they're constantly taking in the world around them, the energy around them, and they really reflect their environment. It's almost like they chameleon into the energy that they're around and mirror that energy back. And reflectors have this sacred purpose of really showing us if we are authentic and healthy and well or not. So reflectors becoming or reflecting the energy around them, they almost act like a gauge for all of us to be able to look at this reflector and see how are we all doing? right? We can see ourselves reflected in that reflector. And if, if a reflector is doing well and they're healthy and happy and thriving, that means the people they are around are healthy and happy and thriving. And the opposite is true as well. So with reflectors, their strategy to really help them move through life in alignment is waiting a 28-day lunar cycle to make any big changes in their life, make any big decisions. So reflectors are very, very connected to the moon way more so than any other type. And as the moon goes through its entire cycle, it really kind of makes all of these different truths come to light within the reflector. So it's important that they give themselves 28 days to really feel through all the different things they can become in that time in order to feel their truth. So with those five types, that's definitely the number one takeaway we would want to share with people because automatically you have your strategy that you can start actually applying. And if you only knew this thing about yourself in human design, I definitely think it could be so positive and so helpful. But of course, then we get into all of the more specifics, right? So the next thing that we would want to talk about would be your authority, your unique decision-making process, the way that you access your body's intuition. Um, and then we would want to talk about your profile, which is that person personality archetype. Amazing. Thank you so much for guiding us through that. It's so interesting because when you say like the percentages and it's like, okay, well, 10% or 20% are projectors, right? 10% you said is manifestors, 1% reflectors. So it's like, who, who are the people that are meant to work a nine to five job? Is there anyone? <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> That's like the question of um, the century. And I think that um, no type is designed to work a specific job, basically. Yeah. It's all about listening to your body. So, you know, my husband, for example, he's a generator and he actually really likes his nine to five environment. He has a lot of specific energy in his chart where he likes to focus, have consistent routines and dedicate his energy in one place and be around the same people every single day. Like that's really supportive for his energy actually. So whereas, you know, for me, I, I would absolutely die in that situation. And I, I have in past versions of myself. So, you know, no type is designed for anything that they hate basically. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Generators. It, then it could like, they could thrive off of it if they're a specific type. Yeah. So I, I would do want to say, you know, generators and manifesting generators, they create their own energy every single day, right? They can go to bed exhausted at the end of the day. And in the morning they can wake up like tank is full again. How am I going to use my energy today? And that is why there's kind of this conditioning where we have, you know, hustle, put in the hours, put your head down and work. If you are in a nine to five environment, like 
you have like that's the way that you build success, right? And that comes because of the majority of our population are generators and manifesting generators where they can do it and then the conditioning comes in so you should. And then it applies to everyone, right? If you can, you should. And if you can't for some reason, there's something wrong with you and you need to keep up with other people. So, yep. um getting really clear on like am I into this or not? That's helpful because that that question then can be, am I into this nine to five job or not? Now, projectors and manifestors and reflectors, there is kind of like a more generalized statement that you could say are not ideally designed for a nine to five environment because they don't have consistent energy each day. Manifestors are designed for more freedom to be, you know, in maybe a more freelance position, or if they are working a nine to five, a position where they have a lot of freedom to decide what they're going to work on each day and really follow their urges of what's exciting them right now, where they have a lot of creativity that they can pour into what they're doing. And projectors, if they are in a nine to five environment, in a position where they get to guide and share their insight and take breaks when they want to and have their days be less consistent about the hours that they put in versus the insight that they're sharing. Um, and then reflectors, it really just depends on their environment. If they're in a really healthy, you know, startup or work environment where they just are loving it then they can have a ton of energy because they're picking up that from their environment and amplifying it. And they could be checking in with all the different departments and guiding, you know, what needs to be done and how things could be made better. So it's so different for each person. Um, but that kind of hopefully gives some insight into how you can use your energy in like a work setting and getting really clear on like, is my work setting working for me or am I working for my work setting? And it's, somehow changing. It doesn't feel like it's myself. What about parenting? Because parenting is like more than a nine to five job, obviously. It's like lifelong. It requires so much stamina. What have you guys seen when it, obviously though, it's different. It's your children, like it's your family. It's not a nine to five job. It's your life. So what have you guys seen with um, parenting styles with the different signs or types. Yeah. So parenting is one of our favorite topics with human design because it's just so important and so helpful. The first thing that we recommend doing is really understand how your energy works, like understand your type, your strategy, and then how you make energetic aligned decisions for yourself with your authority, really get clear on what those are. There's a ton of free resources online for you to figure out what that is, and then learn your kids designs. Um, that how they make decisions and how their energy operates. And just that insight and awareness alone can drastically improve how you are using your energy within your family unit. So, you know, there's not one blanket statement. And once again, for like projectors and parenting, I mean, we would say, depending on your children's design and your partner's design, then you know, leaning into sharing more guidance and advice with your kids and helping bring out the best qualities of their design, what supports their energetic body. And then, you know, for manifestors, it would be informing your kids, you know, I'm going to take a shower and then I'm, you know, I'll be out in 15 minutes, or I'm going to go pick up groceries and run this errand. Like this is what I'm really needing. And that informing is going to actually bring your kids on board to support whatever 
goal that you have because a lot of times manifestors are like, well, I don't need to tell them that they should figure it out or like they don't need to know that. But the more that manifestors inform, the easier things are. So there's definitely tips and tricks that you can do with parenting, but it really depends on your unique family unit, right? Wait, so you're saying if you're a manifestor parent, you should inform the children. Yes. Or okay, yeah. And then you would know also like, you know, if you have a child that is like a projector, for example, because I only really know about projectors, then it's like um you can invite them, right? Or yeah. an invitation. Okay, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So or like turn them out on a million things because they don't have that much energy to give to it. Exactly. Or, you know, one of your children is a manifesting generator and the other is a projector and saying, you know, um, it's okay to let your manifesting generator child, like pick something up and then get bored with it and be ready to move on to the next and to be really quick and to change their mind a lot. Encouraging that is really supportive. And then not holding your projector child to the same standards that you would hold your manifesting generator child, encouraging more rest, encouraging, you know, asking for their insight and their advice. What do you think we should do here? This is a problem that we're having in our family. What, what would you tell me we should do? And whether you take the advice or not, it's not really important. It's allowing your child to share their insight on something and feel like their insight is valuable. Um, and then you'll, you'll notice that they're kind of honing the, who they are and their perception of who they are just by getting to share their insight with the family. Um, so there, we have like podcasts and podcasts on parenting because it's, you know, it's so huge and, and understanding all the different dynamics within your family is powerful. And at, at the core of this conversation of like using this in your family unit, it really shows us kind of the core elements of why human design is so important. And, you know, it's really human design is helping us understand that every single person is different, right? So some people, they're designed for more rest. Other people are designed to spend their energy and they have a ton of energy. Some people are designed to initiate and some people are designed to be invited. So all of these things are opposite. Even with making you know important life decisions, about 50% of the population is designed to make important decisions in that first moment, kind of trusting that gut instinct, like we hear that phrase, and really trusting themselves. Whereas the other half of the of the population is designed to give themselves time to make a big decision. So we have all of these polarities in the way that we're all designed, and that's beautiful, right? Because a healthy environment has diversity. If we look at nature, the healthiest ecosystems have tons of diversity. If there's homogenization in an ecosystem, that ecosystem is no longer healthy and thriving. So it's the same with human beings. We are really designed to be different. And that's what brings this beautiful harmony into our collective energy. But we're not really designed or taught to see the world that way. Right. Society really teaches us and this, you know, programs us from a very young age to think that we need to be the same as everyone else. Even as a parent, you know, you're really taught, okay, this works for me. When I make decisions, I trust my gut instinct, like that works for me. So I'm going to teach my kid to do that. But maybe your kid's different than you. Right. So just knowing that helps us stop pressuring other people. It helps us stop comparing ourselves to others. It helps us stop doubting ourselves and really just understand and kind of give this acceptance and love for ourselves and for other people. So at the core of human design is the more that you know yourself 
and really know who you truly are, the more you can accept yourself and love yourself and then extend that acceptance and love to others. So those are the core elements here that we're talking about within a family unit is, you know, holding space for the way that you're all different. And that conversation, I think, is just so important. Like, can you imagine a world where we all just have this acceptance and love and we have this languaging to explain that and be able to communicate that easily to other people? Yeah, it's so beautiful for a family dynamic. And like you mentioned, everything is becoming homogenized and everyone wants to look the same as social media is just making it more intense. Everyone wants to... um, you know, have Botox and the same plastic surgery and mm-hmm. the cars all look the same. And I, I love that Zach Bush talks about this all the time. And it's like, like you said, like in a family unit and the family dynamic can cause so many issues with siblings and with people in life. Like you said, just wanting, just feeling like, okay, this person did this. So I should be like that. And if I'm not that type of parent, or if I'm not like that, I don't have that type of a career. I'm not an influencer. I'm not whatever everyone else it seems to be doing, but that's obviously not the case. It's just maybe the people you follow. Then it just feels like you're inadequate. And that's what I love what you've said. What's really stuck with me the most is this idea of listening to your body, like getting out of your mind, getting into your body, listening to your body, having that relationship, cultivating that intuition. And then and then also like in the family dynamic, how beautiful to really understand your children more, have a tool to understand each other more, your partner, your children, yourself, so that you can really cultivate that from a young age. So special. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that changed my life the most was learning my authority and how I make decisions because you and I, Nikki, we both have the same authority, which is called self-projected authority. And it's so different from the rest of the world. Like Dana was saying, half is designed to give themselves time. And the other half is, is mainly trusting their gut instincts or their spontaneous, uh, intuition. And for you and I, Nikki, it's all about speaking and talking out loud to hear our truth and to make things make sense. So talking to loved ones, talking to friends and family, bouncing things off people, talking to ourselves, the more that we speak, the more we can understand exactly what it is that we want. And the question that we're designed to ask ourselves isn't, does this feel right? Or do I want this? Or will this make me happy? But instead it's, does this somehow feel like it's pulling me in my direction? that I'm going in life. It's almost like every decision, it's a fork in the road. And does one path feel like it's this parallel direction? Like I could do it, but it just feels off path for some reason. Or does it feel like, I don't know why it just feels like this is where I'm headed. And speaking out loud, I love that you have a podcast because getting to use your voice really allows your wisdom and insight about who you are, where you're going, what you're doing to come through. So that's just so different than we're taught, right? To really talk it out because it can seem like, you know, to to ourselves, like, well, I'm really needy. Like this person doesn't need to talk it out. They just know what they want and they go for it. I should be more decisive. I should be more self-reliant. I shouldn't have to speak to understand like, or talk it out with my friend to get there. But really you do. And just making that subtle shift, you know, for myself in my own life, as an example, 
I started talking out loud to the universe and to myself every single morning. And in that process, it became crystal clear, like, this is what I want to work on today. This is what I want to create. This is what's fascinating. This is what I see in a way that other people don't. This is the insight I want to share. And everything just kind of opened up. Invitations started rolling in, things like that. So just hearing that information, how does that feel? No, totally. I mean, I when you guys were mentioning about the decisions, it's so funny because on one hand, I feel like I can make decisions pretty quickly, but it's because I've had that practice for so long of like trusting and speaking out loud. Um, you know, I've been in a relationship with my husband for so long, so much to his dismay, like that's, you know, how I do it is like talking out loud. He's like, you know, you said that. I need to just say this because I'm working through it. Or like what I do on my own is like, I do pros and cons lists all the time. Um, if it's like a really big decision, like I really need to go through that. And I, there's something about putting pen to paper these days that kind of like feels like in a way it's like internally speaking, you know, Absolutely. and I, I totally incorporate all of that because I think that um, writing things out when I'm coming into like a, a big decision that I need to make, like you said, a fork in the road, which I'm feeling right now, I've, um, I'm in one right now. And so it's totally how I'm processing it. And it's so interesting. Yeah. And, and writing really is that same thing, right? It's taking this, it's almost like this internal dialogue that's like all over the place and you can be mulling something over for days and days and days. But then when you put pen to paper or you talk it out, it makes it linear to where you can actually understand what it is that is going on in your internal world. So, um, I, yeah, I love writing it out too. Um, but the difference is if you tell somebody who has splenic authority, which is all about your instincts or your intuition right in the moment, or somebody with sacral authority, which is all about trusting your gut, right? Like what does your gut tell you? If you tell them like, write it out and do the pros and cons, it's immediately going to pull them into their mind. And they're like, well, I don't know what I want, or I don't know what feels right. Well, I, should I be afraid of this? Or should I be asking these questions? Or what are the pros and cons? And it disconnects them from their sense of body awareness and body intuition of like, I don't know why it just feels right. Or I don't know why I just want this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's so powerful to know like, oh my gosh, my, my partner, my husband, it's all about, I don't know why I just want this. And for me, I have to really talk it out. And sometimes I make a decision really quick. And sometimes I need, you know, to talk for an hour and telling him like, Hey, I just need to process and talk this out. And what does your gut tell you in the moment about this decision? And he'll be like, I, he'll either say, I don't know, which means no for now, or he'll say like, I want it or I don't. And then it's like, okay, cool. We know your truth. Now can I just talk for an hour to figure out what I want? And then we'll do that. And then we get, come to an answer. And so it's just knowing the difference in how you make decisions. It honestly, that alone radically changed my life. And we've now done readings for well over a thousand people. And it's insane how different everybody's charts are first and how validating and helpful the information is for other people. I think some of my favorite experiences have been meeting with like baby boomer men who their wives like made them get a reading. And by the end of it, they're tearing up and saying like, I wish I knew this in my twenties because it's so it's everything I've always felt my whole life, but I just didn't know I was allowed to 
do these things or rely on these things in my everyday life. So it's crazy. It's it's a wild world in human design. <laughs> it really is so empowering. And I think though, like when you, you get teary-eyed, when you come to the realization that you gave up that power to society yeah. and then you're like, I like, why did I allow society to tell me how I should be my whole life? Like, why couldn't I just give myself that authority to just be who I am and to like look into it? So it, it is really empowering. And I'm sure it's really incredible to be on the end of like sharing this information with people. So exciting. Yeah, it's incredible to witness and having the languaging to say, this is why I am the way I am, or this is why I felt that, or, or why you felt that, um, having that languaging is so, yeah, like you said, empowering and helpful. A lot of people don't have awareness, uh, awareness centers in their human design like me and really being able to have someone say like, this is who you are, or this is why you are the way you are. And then being able to feel if that resonates as truth. Cause I think a lot of people can resonate with feeling, well, I don't know who I am and I don't know what I want and I don't know what I like, and I don't know where I'm going or what my purpose is. And someone to say, here's your gifts, lean into them, see how it feels. You discover who you are, what your purpose is and, and where you're going in life especially when you were saying when people are going through their Saturn return or when they've just graduated from college or whatever, like you work your whole way up in life, you know, going to school and thinking, you know, all this stuff is going to happen when you're done. And, and then you're just kind of like left to your own um, demise. And you're like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, difficult time for people. And like you mentioned, and I, we all went through it. And I think it is a time where it would be really nice to have the sort of guidance. And for me, like, that's the time when I was like, traveling a lot and researching or like really looking to get like readings, like I loved getting readings, because I was just so lost, you know, and then like, mm -hmm. now I'm coming back into like, I love readings just to like, learn more about my family and learn more about like, there's different times in my life where I felt like I needed the guidance. And then other times where I'm like, I kind of don't want any guidance. Like I just want it to be me, you know? Yeah. And I think it's so helpful to have options. And I love that you guys work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I know you guys mentioned you have obviously your own podcast. You have the like actual boxes that you guys make. You do so many different things. Um, you have the courses online that people can take. So how can people... Um, like work with you directly? Is that something that you, you did mention that you continue to do? So I think that's something that our community would probably be so interested in. So yeah, let people know how they can contact you guys. Yeah, definitely. So people can connect with all of our different offerings and explore what all of them are on our website, which is daylunalife.com. Um, you know, some people really like to kind of just dip their toes in and do things on their own and have more physical products. So for those people, we'd really recommend getting a box. You can take it home and kind of explore on your own if you're in that part of your journey of really just wanting to do it on your own. Um, and for people that are wanting to really learn more and get more information, we recommend our video courses. And 
and we do meet with people one-on-one with readings. We have quite a long wait list at the moment, but it's so fun for us to get to actually meet with someone one-on-one and tell you every single thing about your energy and share that. So that's something that you can find as well on our website, website, daylunalife.com. And if you're listening to this this podcast now and you're just kind of getting curious, but you want more information for free, we would recommend checking out our podcast, um, Day Luna Human Design Podcast. And you can find us as well on Instagram at Day Luna. Awesome. Thank you ladies so much for joining us. And I'm so excited to dive more into your work.